Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Zach Luna. This year, Spider-Man finally joins the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Spider-Man Homecoming. But 15 years ago, the friendly neighborhood webhead hit the big screen for the first time ever. Introducing Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the Spider-Man movies one minute at a time. Starting with Sam Raimi's web-slinging debut, we discuss everything from genetically engineered super spiders to wall-crawling heroics. Join us as we navigate the great power and great responsibility behind every single minute of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Spider-Man Minute, available at DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre Back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zom Rom Com Sean of the Dead one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. Today we are taking a bite at a minute 94, which starts with uh, Ed and Liz having a bit of a sit down and ends with Sean and Ed playing video games. There's an argument to be made that Ed isn't playing video games, but they're spending time together is what's important. I mean, as far as I can tell, that's all he does is play video games because uh, that yeah. everything the TV is already on and he's he's playing when yeah. Sean gets out there. So what do you what do you think is something that your zombified self would still subconsciously be able to understand? Oh, that's a really do, good question. Do I you don't... think zombie you would, would be would be would know how to make coffee? <laughs> it's, it's, that's where my mind went to was coffee. Um <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. That might be, that's the only thing I can think of would be coffee. Editing out room tone. (laughs) Yeah. Podcast editing. That would be it. That would be great. Oh man. You'd be set. Yeah, I know. That would be my version of pushing shopping carts. I've had some, I've had some job. I've definitely had work dreams. You know what I mean? Like when you are, when you like, oh my god, I'm dreaming scanning books, or I'm dreaming. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're when you're when your vision dream is just the uh, the register screen, or like yeah. your your computer work screen. That's that's bad. That's that freaks me out. Or cell phone games. Have you ever done that? Have you ever dreamt like 2048? Uh, have I dreamt cell phone? I don't think I have dreamt cell phone games no. or video games. Yeah, I've dreamt video games before. Um, I don't know about cell phone games though. Maybe, maybe I have, but uh, just in general, I don't, I don't really remember my dreams anymore. I haven't remembered a dream in a long time. Really. Yeah, no, I, I don't, um, I don't remember dreams unless I go through periods of where I'm not like smoking at all. Mm. Then like, then like my dreams kind of come back, but, mm. but, but normally I do, I, ha- I do have dreamless sleep. That is uh that that is interesting. Uh maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh anyway. <laughs> so going back to the uh beginning of the minute, um Sean asks Liz uh what the plan for today is. 
Uh, we find out it's a lazy Sunday. It is, which is which is nice. And also, uh, I, 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 you know, Liz woke up and you know left Sean to sleep in the bedroom, uh, and like came downstairs and was watching TV or whatever. And then he woke up and got dressed and come came downstairs later. Uh, if this is Sunday, that probably tells me that she let him sleep in because he uh, he worked a gig last night as a DJ. Mm-hmm. So so he probably worked late. And so she let him sleep in on on a Sunday. Yeah, they have the, the they have different work schedules, but yeah. they make it work for them. And isn't that the dream? Right, right, right. So she uh, she talks about the plan. Uh, plan is have a cup of tea, uh, go get the Sundays, which I imagine are the Sunday newspapers. Uh, then they're gonna have a, a roast at the Phoenix, which I love as like a subtle joke, just. You know, because they're rising from the ashes. Um, they're going to go to a pub called the Phoenix, and then they're going to hang out at the pub and uh, until uh, until later, come home, watch telly, go to bed. Mm-hmm. Man, he just can't not give pubs thematic names, can he? Mm, no. The no. Phoenix. The Phoenix. Uh, he probably, I bet when he when he got to the world's end, he was like, we'll call it the Phoenix. Like, no, you already did that one. He's like, oh. I guess I guess we have to call it the rising the rising sun. We'll call it the rising sun. Yeah. The rising sun. The rising sun. So Sean asks for two sugars in his tea, which Liz calls adventurous. And uh I don't know what that's trying to say about Sean, other than I guess that he's changed, because there was that that bit with his conversation with Barbara where she's like, uh, you know, how much, how, how many sugars do you like? And he's like, I haven't had sugar in my tea since 1998 or whatever, whatever he says. <laughs> whatever the fuck that meant. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and so the fact that he has, he's taking sugar in his tea again. I, I mean, I guess it's just supposed to say like, oh, this guy's changed. But um the the tea the sugar in the tea is just a weird I'm just wondering if there's like a deeper meaning to that that I'm just not yeah I'm, listeners I'm not getting UK listeners one last time help us yeah. out <laughs> one last Did, time am I are we do we is there just something we're not getting about the significance of of changing your, in your tea yeah yeah I don't know uh, and then he says uh, I think I might pop out to the garden for a bit <laughs> I just love that. Go on then. <laughs> yeah, like when does this guy ever go to the garden, you know? <laughs> right. I love that. Um, it's great. And, yeah, yeah. And I love that Sean has has uh uh he sort of appropriated Ed's 2 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just just really? to himself. Yeah, just to himself. Two seconds. Don't you ever do that? Do you ever find yourself like saying something and you're like, "Oh, I got that from my friend." How oh, yeah. All the time. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. I know that there's stuff that I, I say that I only say because I know you. Oh, likewise. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, you know, I we, we were kind of, I have kind of a newfound appreciation, you know, sitting down and watch this one last time uh, or just this part. It, 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 it's something, there's something so generous about like this movie saying, even the most put together person or even a person that quote has his shit together is allowed to, you know, keep their, keep their zombie friend in the garden. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no one ever fully or should ever really leave that child self behind, you know? Right. 
it's about balance. I don't know. I, I think I appreciate that side of it more than I have in the past. Where yeah. I kind of saw it as like a cheat or a fake out, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. like, he hasn't changed. It's like, well, no, he has. But you don't, you never change completely. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just because you grow up doesn't mean that you're a completely different person. You're still the same person. You can be the same person and grow up. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah. So he... uh. He goes out to the shed and he uh, he joins a video game and then reaches for the TV remote to turn up the volume and uh, who tries to bite him but uh, uh, Zombie Ed himself. Uh, you know, it, uh, my, my, my brain just wanders, you know, and it won't be long before Ed's not really pleasant to be around anymore. You think? Do, do, do you think that... Well, no, I don't. Do you think zombies in this universe continue to decompose? Mm, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't okay. seem like they well, do. Well, good. Well, then you can do this forever. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think they might just stick around forever. It's entirely possible. Although, I mean, he could clean them up. Maybe, like hose them down or something. Because he's like. I mean, he's still wearing the clothes that he was wearing when they got dragged him out of the cell. He's been wearing those clothes for six months. He's got <laughs> he's got blood stains on his wound, on his neck wound that he's had there for six months. Yeah, it's gnarly. Yeah, he's still got the blood stains on his on his shoulders. They've been there for six months, and he looks wet. Why is he wet? <laughs> Does he water him? Is that like does Sean bathe does him? Does he water him? He can, there's no way he bathes him. There's no way. Why would he be so covered in blood? That's true. That's very true. Yeah. There's no way. No way. I I I I do like his uh I like his collar. And you know what? You know what I find so interesting about this? We were talking about in the last minute um or maybe it was the minute before that, but these uh these shows these this this uh channel surfing sequence of like showing what the world is like post z day and the way we treat zombies now these terrifying creatures that we were all running for our lives from just six months ago on z day are now these sort of like goofy cartoon caricatures Mm -hmm. of human beings that we just do whatever we want with they're like pets at this point and what I think is so so smart about having that like just that really greatly laid exposition about what the world is like and how like what they accept these uh zombie people as and, yes, and what yeah. they don't accept them as and things like that, having all of that there, if you didn't have that, if you just cut to him waking up. And coming and and sitting sitting next to Liz, when he goes out to the shed and sees Ed, you're completely baffled by this scene. <laughs> yes, yeah. In in one minute of exposition of channel surfing, we understand what the new status quo for zombies are in this world, and that having Ed in the shed isn't really that weird. Yeah, yeah, it 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 it's so it's not something that the culture is hiding. Uh-huh. It so it 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 just it feels more like you know, like like having a cigar out back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, we keep we keep him around. It's Ed. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just think that's, I think that's just really, you know, smartly laid exposition to make oh. this, this oh, moment yeah. work as well as it does. Cause it does feel somewhat cathartic, you know? Um, yeah. And, and there's something to be said too about like, you know, when we're looking at the beginning of the movie, we're looking at that opening sequence where everyone is sort of walking like zombies and, and you're, you know, Sean's world is, is, you know, he's like half alive. He's just like, you know, zombie walking through his life. And part of that involves his relationship with Ed. And then, you know, when we come out here, it's really like, it's sort of how you feel when you go out with the boys again after <laughs> yeah. you're in like a real relationship you're and they haven't grown up and you have. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh man, I, I really don't have a lot of common with you. I mean, th- but this is a fun night. It's fun hanging out. But like, you know, when this is mm-hmm. over, like I'm going to go, I'm going to go home to a big bed with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Of course. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, we, true growth happens when you find out that you don't even want that old thing anymore or, yeah. or it doesn't fit your, it doesn't fit you anymore. Right. You're like, oh wow, I actually really don't need this. Yeah. And, and that's sort of what this is. Like he kind of gets to scratch an itch. Um, and, mm-hmm. he, and he laughs with him. I also, I just love how offended he is that Ed is going to bite him. And hey. Ed just like looks at him and then is like, okay. And then just like goes back to the video game. It's, <laughs> it's, I, I like why, how, how dare Nick Frost play a zombie this cute? Yeah. It's, like he's a even, really cute zombie. He's e- so adorable. E- even, even in zombie, even zombified Ed manages to still be like a teddy bear, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And you know and and we know we we know now that that Liz really does love Ed deep down. So she wouldn't be opposed to <laughs> this as long as he stays in the shed. It's I I get it though. Yeah, yeah. The more you do the the longer the movie ages and the more you sit with it, it it does make more sense. Mhm. Yeah. And then we get one uh, one heck of a needle drop. Right. We get the opening notes of uh of Best Friend by Queen. Mhm. Was this uh, what? What was your relationship to this song prior to Shaun of the Dead? I don't never think heard it before. Never heard yeah. it before. You know, it really. It, I think. I think Shaun of the Dead might be more responsible for my relationship with Queen than like, you know, Wayne's World. Oh, a hundred percent. And the reason for that is because I never saw myself in the characters in Wayne's World. Yeah, I was. It was like watching a movie about people who I was not. It's sort of like when I watch Bill and Ted, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, I have nothing in common with people like that, like these sort of like head banging, mm-hmm. whatever. Like that's just not me. That's not my world. And so watching it is like watching a, a caricature of like a politician or some other world <laughs> yeah. that I like, I don't know character. anything about, you know? Um, and then, uh, and which makes sense because, you know, it's a SNL character, but <laughs> yeah. uh, but then this, like, I saw myself in these characters. And so when Queen pops up in this movie, it, it, it made me take notice more, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And like, uh, I, don't, I don't think I fully appreciated Queen until, until this movie. And, I, and I'd listen to Queen because my dad w- was a big Queen fan um, and, and because uh, he would watch Highlander. So I, I heard the Highlander song oh, from yeah. Queen a bajillion times growing Princess up. Princess of the Universe. Yeah. Heard it a bajillion times growing up. Uh, but it really wasn't until Shaun of the Dead that I, mm-hmm. I really started to appreciate them. Like as far as I knew, they they had princes of the, the pr- princes of the universe and 
Bohemian Rhapsody, and and that was their that was their entire discography, as far as I knew. Sure, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up to this point, because it just they were out, they were a little outside of my purview, or at least I thought they were, until this movie when I would start listening to them and then realize like, oh, actually, like I'm into a lot of this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of what everyone kind of finds out. Where it's like, oh yeah, everyone knows their first Queen song, whether it's like "We Will Rock You" or. Right, right, another, right, right. I forgot vibes. about I forgot about that one. Yeah, that one I would hear a lot because of uh, like high school sporting events mm. and stuff like that. And a Knight's Tale. I, and, I didn't uh, see that movie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you're my best friend, of course. Uh, a single from the 1975 masterpiece, A Night at the Opera, released as a single on May 18th, 1976. And yeah, I think I think about once a year I like discover a new Queen song. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I love this. I always forget that Queen was primarily a 70s band. Right. Yeah. They, I, I always think of them as an 80s band, but they were not. They were just so ahead of their time. Yeah. They're just this They're, mix of so. timelessness and still somehow sounding new. Yeah. Yeah. Queen, it's man. A, it's, it's that voice. His voice is so timeless. Yeah. And, and, and ending the movie on a Queen song is just such a... It, it, it's kind of a power play for such like a small movie, which this was. And uh, and it's just just ending it on your my best friend is just the <laughs> cutest thing. <laughs> like really unapologetically ending, like unapologetically wanting you to end on a smile or walk out yeah. with a smile. Well, and and it's and it's like it's so it's so cute, but it's also like ironic sort of because like one of them's dead like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just the right side of still being a little macabre yeah and fucked right. up right totally i think that's what makes it work it's like despite the fact that it's a very earnest song and very earnest moment the fact that ed is a zombie is what makes it work you know <laughs> oh, it's so good but uh yeah, I love this moment. And and you know, um I can't imagine that I'll I'll ever have an opportunity to bring this up again in any of the other uh the other seasons of this show. But uh this this joke with um Ed in the shed is just really interesting when you when you look at the other works of Edgar Wright, the other things that he's worked on and uh you can see like, oh yeah, that's him and it's really interesting. It's easy to see it when he's directed the thing, but it's really interesting when you can spot something uh, that is an Edgar Wrightism in something that he didn't direct that he just worked on or that he wrote mm-hmm. or whatever um and in the case of this Ed in the shed sort of gag, uh it is very reminiscent of the uh the giant pet ant joke in Ant Man. Oh, yeah, definitely. Where it's you think everything is returned to normal except for one detail. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and it's it's just such a, you know, I, I uh, you know, I'll definitely cop to the fact that, um, you know, much like other people, like I, I thought I thought the disintegration song in Ant-Man was an Edgar Wright thing. I thought the uh, the, the guy, um, uh, Michael Pena's description of of how he gained information was mm-hmm. an Edgar Wright thing and both of those were were in the 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 draft of the script after Edgar Wright those those came from uh Peyton Reed um the the actual director but I no one will ever convince me that the the pet ant thing is not an Edgar Wright joke that is that is pure Ed in the mm-hmm. shed 
Anthony. Uh, yeah, and Anthony. <laughs> Actually, that isn't Anthony. Anthony dies. Oh, right. Anthony dies. Yeah. Does die, An- yeah. Anthony dies. That's uh that's just a that's just a giant ant. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it was Anthony. That would make it even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, oh, we get it. We get a new one of those this year. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Um, although the new one has nothing to do with Edgar Wright, so that'll be interesting. It will. It'll yeah. be all all Rudd, all Reed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but but it is written by uh, going back to our discussion earlier this week. It does go back to uh, uh, what's his name, Chris uh, Chris uh, Chris McKenna. McKenna, that's it. Chris McKenna. Uh, he wrote he wrote that like arguably the greatest episode of Community, uh, which is the uh, Six Sided Die episode. Yes. Yeah, um, the uh, multiple universe. Multiverse. Yeah, multiple universe. The the one that the gif comes from where uh where where Troy walks into the room and it's on fire, uh walks into the room with pizza and it's on fire. Mm-hmm. It's that episode. Yeah. He wrote that episode. That and one of the greatest me. and one of the greatest jokes in community history, if not the greatest joke, period. It might be one of the greatest jokes in history. And it's I think it's definitely the greatest joke in community, which is uh when Troy looks in Bretta's purse and says Hey, what do you guys what 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 is a what does a pregnancy test look like? And they're like, ah, oh, it's like a it's like a stick with like a window that has like a plus or minus on it. And then he he pulls out the thing and he goes, okay, so this is definitely a gun. Yeah, and it's just a handgun. <laughs> it's just a handgun. Yeah, that's it. That's a that's man, one of my yeah. that's that's one of the greatest jokes I've ever seen. Um, but anyway, Chris McKenna, boy, community minute this week, hi guys. Yeah, uh, I know. Apparently, I could do a minute by minute podcast of that episode. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Maybe not the whole show, but that episode, hell yeah! It's like a, it's like a fun extra. Yeah, totally. Um, anyway, I think that's it. Yeah, well, if uh, if you want to head on over to moviesbyminutes.com, guys, there are currently eighty two, eighty two different ongoing podcasts. <laughs> Uh, covering movies from Did you Toy hear Story. Him? 82. 80, 80 goddamn two minutes. Or 80 podcasts. The Mogwai Minute. Uh, Studio Ghibli Minute. Studio Ghibli Minute. Disney Animation Minute. Essentials. Uh, there, there's there's uh, podcasts that are already done that you can binge from beginning to end without stopping, like That Thing You Do Minute and The Fifth Element. Uh, if you have a favorite podcast, if you have a favorite movie, there's and, more than likely a podcast. And might, I, might I add? Yeah, we don't we don't we don't do this a lot, but if you are listening to this show and you haven't listened to Back to the Future Minute, our previous show. Oh, yeah. There's 345 episodes of Back to the Future Minute that Nick and I did that you can go back and listen to uh, and enjoy during our hiatus. The whole uh, trilogy. As, yeah. Yeah. The entire trilogy and the ride. So that's a thing. Go check that out also. It's all at Movies by Minutes with an S at the end.com. But in the meantime, let's have a nice cold pint and wait for all of this to blow up. Yeah.